Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. This last week I saw a list of um, some interesting statistics. And um, I'll share some of these with you. And I'll try to restrain myself from commenting on, on these. But we are continually surrounded by all kinds of opportunities for various thoughts. And um, these are just some things that um, periodically we're called to think about. This holiday season, nearly 20% of all American families are on food stamps. The average age when a man in America gets married has reached an all-time high of 29 years. Um, Close to one-third of all Americans have a file in the FBI Master Criminal Database. You think of that, every third person here. So I don't, Joe doesn't, but Kurt does, all right? That's how. (laughs) According to the Control Center for Diseases, 34.6% of all men in America officially meet the criteria for being obese. This is a really sad one. At this point, only 36% of the U.S. population can name all three branches of government. 36%. That's all that can name the three branches of government. And if you're saying, what are they? See me afterwards and I'll tell you, all right? The new EPA regulations issued under President Obama are 43 times as long as the entire Bible. So you take this thing, the new EPA regulations in the last six years are 43 times as long as this. Can you imagine that? I mean... Isn't it amazing God gave ten commands and he knew that would really be sufficient? He wrote the book of Leviticus to spell out how to live. Uh, that's, that's amazing. Only 48% of Americans can immediately come up with $400 in emergency cash without borrowing it or selling something or stealing it, I guess, okay? You know, that... That's an, I said I wouldn't comment, all right? Half of all college graduates in America are still financially dependent on their parents when they are two years out of college. Right now, about 70% of all government spending goes toward dependence-creating programs, These are just random. There's no rhyme or reason to these, okay? Back in 1980, there were only 3,000 SWAT team raids conducted in the U.S. Today, there were more than 80,000 SWAT raids per year in this country. Amazing. Um, 
Approximately one-third of the entire population of the United States currently has a sexually transmitted disease, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, one other, student loan debt has hit a grand total of $1.2 trillion in the United States. That number has grown by about 84% in the last six years, growing 84% in the last six years. I mean, these are all things that can occupy our minds. And, and in some regard, um, they, they should occupy our minds, some of the root problems that they represent. But in, in looking at some of these aspects of what we're surrounded by, what we face continually, and the battle as a believer, how do I respond to this? I again am brought back to Philippians chapter 4. And in chapter 4 and verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious or careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, <clears throat> shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then he sums it up and he says, Finally, brethren... Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That last statement that Paul makes here to the believers at Philippi, think on these things. In using this term, it's an imperative, which means it is a command. And it means not just to think in a single denominational sense or dimensional sense, but it means to, to really evaluate, to, to ponder, to use your faculties, to have a sense of discernment to develop thinking habits. Mark Twain wrote, What a wee little part of a person's life are his acts and his words. His real life is led in his head and is known to none but himself. All day long the mill of his brain is grinding and his thoughts not those other things, meaning not the acts and the words, are His history. We know that as a believer, but as a human being, our thinking is foundational to our life. In Proverbs, he says, Keep your heart with all diligence, because out of it come all the issues of life. As a man thinketh in his heart, in Proverbs 23 and verse 4, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 1 
and verse 13. Gird up the loins of your mind. In other words, um, the gird up is, is a term that was used in their robes when they were running. They'd, they'd gird up their loins about them, bring in tightly. In other words, pull your mind together and guard it diligently because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And he gives us here um, a litmus test, if you please. This is what you need to think on. Think on these things. And he, he gives the command. Now, Paul is not teaching the power of positive thinking. What Paul is teaching is that a Christian's life should be focused, and his thought life in particular should be focused on that which meets the criteria listed here. Um, The greatest area of sin in a believer's life is not necessarily our actions, but it's our thoughts. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And it's what takes place in our heart. And... um, in understanding, we have, really, we have really moved away from Christianity being a thinking religion. Some people have the idea that faith means that you check your brain at the door and you just blindly step out in faith. That isn't faith. Faith is... is understanding, knowing the promises of God and, and resting in them and depending on them. But in Christianity, we have moved from, from really being a thinking people to basically two main thoughts. Our emotions, that if it makes me feel good, and does it work? Well, you know, we are so short-sighted that what may look like it's working now may not necessarily mean it's working. The real test of something working is how it comes out when we stand before God. And and as believers, we need to, to really take control of our minds. We need to be active in our minds. We need to be thinkers. I I like what Ravi Zacharias, their ministry says, we are training believers to think and thinkers to believe. It's not... I fear that many times as, as Christians, we don't really place much emphasis on our mind. And I don't mean just the academic... But I mean guarding our minds. And we don't have time to to go into a lot of detail, but I just want to go through and urge you. You know, there there are often times in my life that I look at stuff that's going on in the world. And, um, for example, there have been several things this last week that I've seen that the Roman Catholic Church is up to that... um, to me, is just pointing toward the last days. They were key players in this Cuba-Barack Obama compromise, whatever they were. 
Why? Well, if you read the Bible, you may get an indication why. And I look around and I see things, and and what I was trying to say is, there are things that really trouble my soul. I mean, every day in our lives there's things in us that trouble us, in families that trouble us, in the world around us. And in case you don't have any, then just sit down and turn on the news and there'll be enough there to trouble you, okay? And it's easy for us to get dwelling on those, but we have to take control of our thoughts and say, wait a minute, is this true? And basically means, is it accurate? Is it true to fact? It is amazing how many thoughts, we don't even know if they're true, so immediately they ought to be dismissed. But then, is it true? Is it accurate? Is it truth? Is it in line with the Word of God? Is it honest, the word that he uses here, meaning honorable or worthy of respect? Whatever is noble, whatever is dignified, whatever is is lofty, not trashy, not mundane, not common. The word really comes from the term meaning to worship. Whatever is worthy of awe, whatever is held in high regard, whatever is greatly respected, is this thought one that is honorable and worthy and to be greatly respected, whatever is just, meaning it's right, it's appropriate, it's righteous, whatever is in perfect harmony with God's eternal, unchanging, divine standard. Is this in harmony, this thought that I have? See, it's learning to continually test every one of our thoughts. It's easy for us to fall into these thoughts that um, they don't even meet the first three things that we've looked at. And, And then we dwell on these things and we wonder why the fruit that's coming out of our life isn't honorable, why the fruit in our life is not good. You keep, you know, we used to say, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, guess I'll go eat worms, fat worms, juicy worms, I forget how it went, you know. Ha, 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 real funny. But I'll tell you what, if we took thoughts here and revealed how many people have had bad negative thoughts, oh, they don't like me, and I'm bad, and you know. Sucking their thumb, holding their blanket, feeling sorry for themselves. Those aren't honorable. What happens? Sometimes you correct the kid and then they'll say, I can't do anything right. And we want to say, well, now is that a true statement? Why are they doing that? It's manipulation to get you to feel sorry for them. So immediately it switches. Oh, yes, you can do things right. You're not all blah, 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 blah. But we don't correct the thoughts, do we? See, I'm getting down right where the nitty-gritty meets the road. We think, 
No, I think she looked at me funny. Give me a break. Is that true? Is that honest? Is that just? Is that pure? Is it uncontaminated and undefiled? Is it lovely? Is it pleasing and agreeable? See, but these are all thoughts that go through our mind. That guy is a real jerk. Yeah, that's a respectable thought, isn't it? Now, how many of you have thought this last week things like that, all right? Now, I'm thinking that thought because you guys aren't being honest with me. I'm thinking something's wrong here, okay? But see, it, it, I, I shared before. I mean, it, it had nothing to do with me, but I, I, I've, here's an illustration. Um, on the corner of Woodlawn and Court, several years ago, they redid that corner and made it wider so semis wouldn't... They're continually tearing up that guy's yard. And I, I drove by there several months ago, and I saw somebody had cut across that yard and tore up the yard on the corner. And my thought was, what a moron. Good night. They made it wider, and they're still tearing. It wasn't even my yard. I had nothing to do with it. But there it was. I wasn't guarding my thoughts, and immediately the Spirit of God prompted me and said, you have no idea knowing what was going on there. Maybe they had to cross that to avoid hitting somebody. You don't know what was going on. But see, is, is a thought like that, is it true and honest and just and pure and lovely? No. But see, you keep... if. If you can't see a picture of the president without thinking evil thoughts, don't look at pictures of the president, okay? Or whatever it is. Seriously. This is what he's saying. Think on these things. Is it, is it something that is of good report? Is it well thought of? Is it highly regarded? Is it a gracious thought? Is it virtuous? Does it demonstrate excellence? That is an excellent thought. Now see, this is, this is where God wants us to be. And He says, it's taking control of our thoughts. If, if most of us are honest, we don't even think much about what we're thinking. It just... I say it's, it's like a septic tank. A septic tank just takes whatever comes down the pipe and falls into it. Your mind is not to be a septic tank. We have a diverter on what comes into our mind, and it's our will, and we can choose... Nope. I'm not going to dwell on that. This is a thought I'm going to think on. This is true and honest and just and pure and lovely. There's virtue. There's praise. These are the things I'm going to think on. So when my heart starts being filled with, with troublesome some thoughts, as he said here, don't be anxious about anything. Man, do you know what's going on here? Do you see? Okay, wait a minute. What is there that is true and honest and just? What is there that I can really think on that will be beneficial to me? And you know, it always comes back 
It always comes back to God and His Word and the principles of God's Word and the reality of it. Our mind is the greatest treasure that we have in terms of the gifts of human life. Our mind, you know, they, they talk about all these computers and these phones and 5G and 12G. You didn't know they were out with a 12G, did you? I got one right here in my pocket. No. Your mind makes the world's greatest computer look like kindergarten stuff. When's the last time you had to plug your mind in to recharge it? No, we get tired. But you know what? You can recharge your mind when you're far away from any electricity, right? What I'm saying is the mind is the greatest gift that God's given to us, and most of us as Christians don't even guard it at all. And what he's saying is, guard your mind. These are the things to think on. Don't think all about and become overwhelmed with, with the economy or with the price of hamburger. Or don't get too excited about the price of gas. Enjoy it while it's here. But he says, things that trouble your soul, don't come back and think on the things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely. Things that they have a good report of. See, this is all stuff that I'm speaking to myself because I can get thinking about things and it just... Hawkeye football, that can just... And don't you go gloating. Cyclone football's no better either, all right? The state of Iowa. I mean, gee, money. We can't even fight our way out of a paper bag. You know what I'm saying? But what does that matter? So, come back and think on these things. Come back. Okay, and see, this is what we need to be bringing ourselves back this year. We have no idea what's going to happen. So Jerry's recovering from a knee surgery, and she falls over and breaks her wrist. And she could think, man, why'd this happen to me, and I can't do anything right, and what a klutz, and poor me. How is that going to help her? It's not. So what could she think on? I'm just picking on Jerry tonight, okay? Well, God, what was our thought this morning? God promises to meet all my genuine needs, always. I can think on that. I can think on God promises to give me His grace. She can think, will this thing ever work normal? And that could be depressing. But is it true? Is it honest? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Now see, <clears throat> this is a, it's the basic things of life. How, what do you think about those things? And as it was said earlier, our mind is such a private thing. Nobody else knows what's going on in our mind 
But God knows, and out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, the issues of life come. Someone has said, I don't know who said it, but you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow an action, you reap a habit. You sow a habit, you reap a character. You sow a character, you reap a destiny. And it all begins with the thought. Basically tonight, what I, I, what I want to challenge you to do tonight is start guarding your mind. Start standing at the door and saying, nope, you can't come in. Yes, you can come in. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yes, you can. And when we as Christians start thinking on these things... He says the peace of God will rule in our hearts and God will produce fruit in our lives that will bring glory to Him. So think about it. What is it that you're thinking on? Realize, man, the mind is my greatest treasure that I have in terms of the gifts of human life. And God wants our mind to work in concert with the Spirit of God. And He wants us to protect the mind so that it can be an instrument that the Spirit of God uses and empowers to bring glory to Him. So the challenge is, is we're looking at a new year, whether we even see a new year, we're looking at tonight. What are your thoughts going to be? Are they going to meet up to these? And, and again, tonight we just flew over those eight things. But get in and go back and study those things and start looking. Okay? I'm going to take personal responsibility for my thoughts. What are my thoughts? And God, do they meet your standard? And I'll tell you what, when we start doing that, we'll see a change in our life. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to be sensitive to your Spirit's promptings, as I know your Spirit wants to help us in the discerning of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. And I pray that our thoughts would be purified by the washing of the water of the Word. I pray even tonight and this week that our thoughts would be um, brought to our mind and we'd realize, wow, that, that came into my mind and, and I've been thinking on it without even checking whether I should be thinking on it. And Lord, I pray that there would be a marked difference seen in the thoughts and intents of our heart. May we truly see the empowerment of Your Spirit. And Lord, I pray for individuals that have never truly received You for the forgiveness of sin. I pray that they would realize that their guarding their thoughts is going to be a, 
an impossible task without the power of your Spirit. So, Lord, we plead your mercies and we ask that you would show your power through us as we think on these things. For we pray in Jesus' name with thanksgiving. Amen. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed.